These are the program notes for the Nevada Chamber Music Festival's Cello Mavericks concert on December 29, 2023, written and read by Chris Morrison. Ludwig von Beethoven, Cello Sonata No. 1 in F Major, Opus 5 No. 1, composed in 1796, duration 24 minutes. The cello had but rarely been featured as a solo instrument before Beethoven's first two sonatas, Opus 5. In 1796, Beethoven played a concert tour that took him to Prague, Dresden, and Leipzig on the way to Berlin. While at Potsdam, Beethoven played an official court concert for King Friedrich Wilhelm II of Prussia, nephew of Frederick the Great. Beethoven's collaborator was the king's cello teacher and principal cellist in his orchestra, Jean-Pierre Duport, or possibly Duport's brother, Jean-Louis. It is likely that they played both of the Opus 5 sonatas, which were later dedicated to the king, and for which Beethoven was rewarded with a gold snuffbox filled with Louis d'Or. After the first movement's slow, stately introduction, the tempo picks up and the texture becomes polyphonic as the piano introduces the first main theme. A second theme is a bit more wide-ranging in its harmonies. After playful exchanges between the cello and piano and a thoughtful passage that recalls the slow introduction, these preceding ideas are developed in stormy fashion, traveling through a variety of keys. After a semi-cadenza for the cello, the movement ends cheerfully. Beethoven allows both instruments to display their virtuosity in the rondo second movement. The cello opens the proceedings, with the piano following imitatively. Calm descends only briefly, with sustained notes from the cello and arpeggios from the piano. After more fiery display, the music seems to grind to a halt before a final outburst from both instruments. Luciano Berrio, Sequenza 14A, composed in 2002, duration 12 minutes. Luciano Berrio was a major representative of the musical avant-garde for decades. He studied both composing and conducting in Italy and at Tanglewood in Massachusetts. On returning to Italy, he co-founded an influential electronic music studio. For a time, he was dedicated to electronic and 12-tone music, but he eventually started incorporating more conventional sounds as well as references to music of the past in his works, including the once-famous Sinfonia of 1968. From the 1960s and into the 2000s, he taught at various locations in Italy and the United States, counting among his students Steve Reich, Louis Andreessen, and Phil Lesh of the Grateful Dead. Composed from 1958 to 2002, Berio's Sequenza series includes 14 works for solo instruments, and in one case, voice. Most of the Sequenza works incorporate unusual performing techniques. Sequenza 14A, one of his last compositions, was composed for cellist Rohan de Sarum. There's also a version for double bass known as Sequenza 14B. The work begins with elaborate percussive tapping on the body of the instrument, incorporating traditional rhythms from Rohan de Sarum's birthplace of Sri Lanka, specifically its ancient capital of Kandy, as well as the strings, including below the bridge. Eventually, the bow is deployed, creating ghostly sounds, including glissandi, glides between notes, amid further pizzicati. The bow is abandoned again for more percussive tapping, then it returns. As Berio has written, there is constant dialogue between the horizontal and vertical dimensions, between melody and harmony, as they used to say, and therefore also between sound and noise. Gustav Holst, Invocation, Opus 19, Number 2, composed in 1911, duration 11 minutes. 
Gustav Holst's music is a unique amalgamation of the large orchestras and programmatic content of Richard Strauss and Richard Wagner, the tunefulness of Edvard Grieg and Arthur Sullivan, an interest in Eastern spirituality, and a fascination with the folk music of his native Great Britain. The latter characterizes his invocation. Originally scored for cello with orchestra, the version with piano also received several performances in the 1910s before the work was largely forgotten, lost amid Holst's papers for many decades. Solo cello opens the composition peacefully, its lyrical outpouring soon taken up by the piano. The music has the pastoral nature and evocation of folk song that is so familiar in the works of Holst's friend Rafe von Williams. On a couple of occasions, the music builds passionately, before soon settling back into its gentle contemplative flow. Ernst von Dochnanyi, Serenade in C Major, Opus 10, composed in 1902, duration 21 minutes. Ernst von Dochnanyi, or Dochnanyi Erno, to use the original Hungarian form of his name, was one of the most important Hungarian musicians of the first half of the 20th century. Along with Bartók and Kodály, Dochnányi did much to revive and modernize Hungary's musical life. Having attracted early attention as a piano virtuoso, he won the support of notables like Johannes Brahms and Josef Joachim, the latter of whom arranged for Dochnányi's first teaching job at the Berlin Hochschule. Dochnányi went on to teach at the Budapest Academy for many years, serving as its director from 1934 to 1943. Later, he held the post of music director of the Budapest Philharmonic for some 25 years. All the while, he continued to compose and perform as a pianist. He served as a teacher and mentor for a host of famous musicians, including Geza Anda, Annie Fischer, and Sir George Schulte. He's also the grandfather of conductor Christoph von Dochnanyi. Late in life, he lived in the United States, becoming a U.S. citizen in 1955 and teaching at Florida State University from 1949 until his death in 1960. While Dochnanyi didn't embrace Hungarian folk music to the degree that Bartók or Kodály did, it is still evident in many of his works, including the present Serenade. Scored for string trio, violin, viola, and cello, the Serenade was composed during a European concert tour. In writing it, Dochnanyi took some inspiration from a much earlier string trio, the Opus 8 by Ludwig van Beethoven. As in Beethoven's work, Dochnanyi's short first movement is a march, with a proudly strutting first theme and a second theme that emulates a folk song, complete with underlying drone. Pizzicati begin the second movement romanza with a warm lyrical theme introduced by the viola. The viola's subsequent fluttering arpeggios accompany an intense new idea from the violin and cello. The scherzo third movement, light in texture but intense in energy, features outer sections of a contrapuntal nature, framing a more relaxed central section, with the violin and viola harmonizing with one another over cello pizzicati. The theme of the fourth movement is something of a hymn. Its five variations largely maintain the relatively somber tone, although at times the music becomes more agitated. The joyous finale focuses largely on an energetic first theme and an insouciant second. After a return of the opening movement's march, the music quiets before a final chord. Freddie Mercury, Bohemian Rhapsody, composed in 1975, duration six minutes. Bohemian Rhapsody originally appeared on the fourth studio album by the group Queen, A Night at the Opera. Freddie Mercury referred to his song, which actually combined parts of three earlier songs he'd written, as a mock opera. 
Comprised of an introduction, a piano ballad, an operatic interlude, an electric guitar-driven rock section, and a quiet coda, Bohemian Rhapsody is also noteworthy for its dense production, supervised by Roy Thomas Baker, featuring some 200 tracks of overdubs, almost unheard of in its time. Its lyrical references to Scaramouche, the Fandango, Galileo, Figaro, and Beelzebub, as well as cries of Bismillah, have become iconic. Rolling Stone ranked it number 17 in its list of the 500 greatest songs of all time, and a reader poll by the same magazine ranked Freddie Mercury's vocal performance as the greatest in rock history. This concert features an arrangement of the song for cello quartet. <laughs> 